Artist and graphic designer Ji Lee has garnered accolades globally for his work with brands, but it's his personal projects that have shown his mastery. Join us for a conversation about what creativity means to him. So I always start the show with the question, what do you believe? I believe many things, but I believe uh, in the transformative power of personal projects. Okay. Transformative, transformation. What about transformation speaks to you? Uh, transformation is life. It's what life is about. It's constantly changing uh, for good and bad. Uh, but um, transformative in this context of personal projects for me, I'm talking about obviously really amazing, positive transformations. Mm, okay. So can you, um, when you say your projects are transformative, so they transform you and what's, what's their effect? Well, um, my projects and I'm, you know, not talking about professional projects, I'm talking about specifically personal projects, uh, have changed my life tremendously uh, for many years. And uh, it has opened amazing opportunities. It has opened uh, possibilities for professional work, meeting people, uh, changing lives of my families and friends, my own life. So there's a lot of... Uh, aspect of uh, this project and personal projects because the thing is the nugget for me is is joy um mm -hmm. when i see your projects and i'm very familiar with your projects because i'm a fan and a friend um but what what i when i see something you've done you create joy you spread an infectious vibe and to me, you know, when I think of transformation, it's like, yes, it's transformed your life, but it also transforms everyone else's life. Yes. Uh, I think joy is a big uh, part of uh, doing personal projects because we are driven to work on our personal projects because, um, you know, for many reasons, you know, uh, I think for the most part, because people want to express themselves or want to bring purpose to their life or they want to change something uh, in their lives that they're not happy about. There are many reasons. But I think the moment uh, I'm working on my own personal project, the first immediate uh, effect, a positive effect, is that it brings me joy because I am using my ideas, I'm using my body, I'm focusing my energy into doing something that's important to me, you know, um, which is not often the case when we're spending time working on professional projects, uh, because often we're doing it as a job, and we're doing it to solve other people's problems. But in this case, when I'm working on my personal project, it's really about, um, fulfilling my desire, fulfilling my uh, wishes. And the first feeling that comes out of this experience is, is joy. 
it's a pleasure because I'm actually uh, dedicating my energy uh, to do something that's important to me. Yeah. I mean, what I've noticed in your work is a lot of um, use of, of, of letters and symbols and you create another way of looking at, 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 at letters. It, you know, you just, you transform, you know, the alphabet and you transform um, what we think we see into something that is a statement unto itself. Yes. Uh, well, I think, you know, because I come from design background and also advertising background, um, I am interested and I'm naturally uh, interested and driven towards typography and design uh, and communication uh, in general. Um, I remember when I first did my uh, typography uh, project called Word as Image, I uh, was at uh, my art school um, and it was one of the very first assignment in the typography class and the whole idea was to take letters uh, that we see as a mundane thing that we've gotten so used to and transform the shapes of letters as shape of other things you know so letter a can become the top of a mountain with the snow on top of it or letter b could become breasts mm. or letter d could be smiley face on the side uh, that I can become a person. Um, so it really, the whole assignment was to, was designed to encourage students to see letters as shapes with personalities and you can actually take these letters and sort of hack the meaning of the letter to convey something else visually. Uh, and that's, uh, the, you know, that's, something that I do a lot in my work, which is the idea of hacking, taking what exists and uh, shifting something and completely changing the meaning of this original uh, intent of that object or of that thing. It's a very efficient way of working for me because um, in a way, it's, uh, you're taking something that uh, what other people have done and spend a lot of time developing and uh, here comes that, you know, I come and then just by shifting something really small, uh, it actually changed something completely. And, and there's already also reference points. People already recognize that thing, you know, that letter or uh, that uh, shape and form as a universal thing. So I don't have to explain uh, much because they already know the meaning behind those things. So it's a very efficient and powerful uh, way of working. And, and it's incredibly, I mean, you're, you're, it's activism, you know, it, it, it's, that's your form of, when I see your work, it's, it's your form of activism and activating people um, in the messages that you're, that you convey. Well, activism can take on many different meanings. I think for most part, people understand activism as a political and social meaning. Um, which I think some of my projects uh, have that uh, intent, but many times uh, a lot of my work is not political, uh, but it's activism 
as the way you describe it is is activating people to think differently about uh, yeah. things that we take for granted, letters or advertisement uh, yeah. or you know just the mundane. You know, we just uh, we just get used to things so much um, from relationships to our comfort to our daily lives. Um, that's one characteristic of humans that we, we tend to adapt really well to reality and get used to our situation. So one of my purposes in things that I do is to provoke people to rethink or to re-examine uh, their mundane, the usual things that they have become so accustomed to. Yeah. Oh, you definitely do. It's incredible. Especially right now, um, there's so much going on in the world. I'm just curious how, I mean, on a personal level, um, you know, and, and a professional level, how has this impacted you at this time? Well, it impacted me tremendously, uh, as I'm sure it has impacted everyone tremendously and profoundly. Um, I have a five-year-old and 10-month-old baby and um, it's uh, very challenging to be taking care of them all the time, but also it's tremendous privilege to be able to spend so much time with them. Um, because without this, I would not be spending so much time, literally every day, mm. 24 hours a day, seeing every moment of their life, going through both good and bad and hard and, and, and joyful, um, I try to focus on the positive sides of things, especially when I'm feeling not so great. And, and those are the things that I focus that are how privileged I am to be able to spend time with my family, uh, to be healthy, to uh, not worry about uh, having, you know, food or shelter or yeah. a job, you know, because uh, I know that's not the case for lots of people in the, around the world. So it really is impacting me, impacting me uh, great, in a great deal. But also, um, it also gives me more space to think about uh, my own self and how I can express myself. Uh, and I think it's an amazing time for not only for me, but for anyone who is curious and who is creatively driven yes. to create things and to make things that matters for them, uh, that hopefully will uh, bring change in their lives and lives of others. Absolutely. I'd love to, to explore that um, more in terms of creating during this time. Um, I, I can relate because, you know, I had this podcast, I started it in December, but really, you know, when I partnered up with Francesca, we really started to create more and, and at a higher frequency, um, and, and really got serious about it. Um, and, and we felt like it was the right time, you know, to create. So I'm curious if you could speak to, you know, if people are feeling that need to to create. I mean, it's sometimes hard because the world is so overwhelming and it can be very bleak. 
in, at so many moments, you know, currently. But how do you find your inspiration to sort of overcome that? And, and what, is there any advice that you could give people who really are wanting to, to, to break out and create? Yeah, um, that struggle is real. It's real for, I think, for everyone, or at least most of people. And it's real for me also. It's a constant struggle for me to focus on doing uh, my project, creating stuff. Um, because there's always, I mean, first of all, it's exhausting to be going through this pandemic. Uh, yeah. It's exhausting to be in the one, you know, at home all the time, uh, to not, to live the same thing again and again, um, to, especially for people like me who have young children, it's exhausting because I'm waking up, you know, 5.30 every morning, um, and it's a constant caretaking of them. And, you know, 10 month and five year old have their own uh, complexities uh, and, yeah. and, and, and their needs. Um, and when the evening comes, it's, you know, after dinner and they're in bed, big part of me wants to just chill out and, you know, maybe watch some Netflix and drink wine um, yeah. and just, just zone out and not think because I'm so exhausted. Right. But um, I think right now, the time that we're living is so unique, you know, with the, the pandemic, the, the, the Black Lives Matter, the, the political atmosphere, uh, you know, the election that's coming up in November is probably the most important election ever in generations for the world. Mm. Uh, and everything just feels very urgent to me. Uh, from all those things and you know I cannot or I would not go out on the street to protest uh, because of my young ones and I don't want to put myself at the, at the risk to be sick uh, but I admire them and I uh, since I cannot be on the street with them um, although I really want to uh, I feel like I have to do something else i have to express myself um, even if it's creating posters that people can download and use it if they want to if it's about creating graphics that um, uh, express how i'm feeling uh, throughout these complex issues just expressing myself on these issues um, helps me and hopefully will um, make others look at it and and you know, help them form opinions or, or reflect or, you know, smile. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just recently created an emoji. Well, I create lots of emojis because I, again, that's a, sort of a, a simple hack that I do because everybody know what emojis are. And um, I like to create new ones or taking existing emojis and, and transforming them into something else. But I think you're referring to, well, recently I did, I've done two emoji-related projects. One is I've created uh, COVID-specific emojis. Yeah. It shows like, you know, uh, uh, 
roll of toilet paper that's uh, empty or you know, two people social distancing. Um, I don't remember the other one, but there were like a, 12 of them. Um, and I've done also- You did a um, kneeling. You did a kneeling. The kneeling or giving a knee to protest police brutality. Yes. Uh, emoji, uh, and both got picked up by press. Um, and um, I was very excited to, uh, to make them and share, it, share uh, them with the world. Mm. So when you are, you're at this moment, right? You're, you're in your, you're about to, you, you get the feeling, okay, I'm going to do something. I mean, is it something that you just, is it an idea that you have in the shower that comes to you? Or is it something that you sit down specifically and then you create? I mean, how, where does it, where does that, the, the, how does it work for you? Creative, being creative. I think each project is different. Um, so, you know, I have um, at all at any given time, I have uh, several projects happening at the same time. You know, this is a project that I've created for myself, and I can roughly categorize them into short, medium, and long-term projects. Mm. So, short-term projects are usually things that I can do with, you know, like less than half an hour. Medium term projects are, you know, things that take a few days or weeks. And long term projects are things that will take months or years. Um, it's important for me to have these multiple projects uh, because I feel like I am constantly working on things and yeah. I don't want to put all my eggs into one basket. Like, let's say like, I want to create this app and that's one thing I'm gonna do. And you know, what if that doesn't go well? What if that you know uh, doesn't get to launch? So I feel like I would have spent all this time uh, for something that I feel, would feel disappointed in the end. Right. So having those uh, different projects are very helpful to me. So for instance, the, the short-term projects, the way I come up with them are usually are there are, I think a couple of ways I think about them. One is um, my reaction to current events. So, you know, I read news and I see um, things, right? That, uh, okay, um, what, how can I address this thing through my uh, design or creative expression? Mm -hmm. um, how can I distill that complex issue as a, as a symbol or emoji or graphic or photos? Uh, and it's almost, I think I learned this sort of uh, strategy by doing editorial pieces for newspapers. So often, uh, you know, let's say New York Times or New Yorker would uh, email me and say, hey, there's this piece of news and you have a 24 hours to come up with uh, an illustration for that. So that's the brief. And uh, you know, it's a very uh, uh, quick, intense process. So you think about, okay, uh, let's say, I'm gonna talk about the last Instagram post that I just shared, uh, the whole, you know, the, the, the topic is about people not wearing masks. Yeah. I can do all kinds of things. I've been thinking about this for, for weeks because it really bothers me when I see people who are not wearing masks and they're amused about that and people who are 
adamant about not wearing it becomes like a political uh, uh, position not wearing a mask which I think is uh, absolutely disrespectful and, and, and actually dangerous um, so so that's the brief then I think okay what can I what can I do and I go through lots of different things in my mind should I show them as like bad people or should I um, should I take uh, existing imagery and, and, and twist them like, you know, like should I have like a, you know, uh, Empire, I mean, a Statue of Liberty wearing a mask. I mean, there's all this sort of cliches, ideas that come through my mind. Uh, and I, you know, finally I came up with this idea of creating Venn diagram uh, of three circles. And um, so one circle is uh, ignorant. The second circle is selfish. The third circle is uh, asshole and in the middle is no mask <laughs> um, and actually that came that idea actually came from a previous idea that I had shared on Instagram which was you know I was really bothered by all lives matter by people who say all lives matter and I you know and I came to the conclusion that these are basically these are not people who are uh, uh, um, you know have good intent and who really cares about all life matters. These are, I came to the conclusion these are ignorant, racist uh, asshole who actually say those things for, you know, they said 99% of the time. So I did the same thing with the three event background ignorant, racist asshole in the middle, uh, there's all life matters. And so I actually created the, the second Venn diagram for the nomads. And I saw, okay, there's a similarity between these two groups, right? The only thing being different is a racist and selfish. And I realized, well, they're probably the same people, which I think is a huge contradiction because if they're so adamant about all lives matter, they should be the ones really be wearing the mask, <laughs> right? But they're not. So, so that was the sort of the uninteresting connection that I found at the time. Oh my God, like I did the two Venn diagram. But then there is a, a commonality between the two. So I ended up sharing both Venn diagram at the same time. So that's sort of the, the process. You know, like another example is uh, uh, the whole uh, on Jem Jemima, Jemima? I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, yes. Is yeah. it Jemima or Jemima? Jemima. Jemima. I didn't grow up in the US, so I don't yeah. know yeah. this product. On Jemima and Uncle Ben. Yeah, logos, uh, uh, you know, being removed because of the the whole racist background, and the and right. the, the brands are um, participating in this whole process of you know uh, yes. reviewing the history. So that was the the, the brief for me. Okay, this is a really interesting story that these mm -hmm. brands are doing. Yeah. So uh, what can I do to actually, in one simple image, can tell the story? So what I did was I ended up making uh, the two, uh, you know, characters, Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima with the fist up as, and then, then I wrote uh, Freedom. Um, yeah, so. Just as if they were in the same, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, brilliant. so those are the things uh, that I, uh, those are the approaches um, that I take on. Okay, I give myself the brief on current events. How can I actually come up with an image? But then that's one very specific kind of product that I do. Um, 
there are other things. Uh, for instance, I, I think like every curious person, uh, you know, I'm always observing things. Always, right? Observing people, observing nature, observing life in the city. Because um, I'm just curious. Mm. And, um, you know, I like to, I, I've done a few watch and club projects and um, it's a good project for me to tackle because there's a set parameters in the clock and the watch. There's a face, it's round, there's a clock, hours and their hands and I can sort of take those elements and hack it and create something totally different. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm interested in mindfulness, although I have not practiced yoga, uh, um, meditation and yoga in years, mm -hmm. but I like the concept of mindfulness. Um, and I wanted to create a watch uh, that just says now, without <laughs> any, any hand, right? So like, oh, okay, that's, because I've actually have done that because I've, I, I painted uh, on my wrist, like with the marker now, and then I just, yeah. as a joke, I wore that because it's like, it's about, you know, being in the moment, all right. that mindfulness uh, things. So, okay, maybe like after drawing it, so maybe I can actually make a watch with now and then sell it, you know, as a kind of a fun object for people to wear. So, so I went on Google and I Google like now watch just to make sure you know, sure. Someone has done it, and unfortunately, someone had done that. Wow! Actually, a couple, couple of people have done it, and you know they're selling it, and like celebrities yeah, wearing. Cool as you would have done it, so you know. So I was like, oh damn, like too late. <laughs> <laughs> so and then okay, so I started thinking, okay, like what can I, what can I, how can I evolve this idea to not be this idea, but still capture the intent of my original thought. Yeah. And these are ideas that I think about at night before going to bed, because I'm trying to constantly, you know, solve this problem. Okay, mm -hmm. I wanna express being the moment through a watch, because I believe a watch is basically an accessory, it's like a jewelry, because nobody needs a watch nowadays, because everybody has a cell phone, right? You can see what time it is. So watch has really become uh, jewelry. So yeah. how can we, how can I actually take, repurpose uh, uh, the watch? So, and then I started thinking about being in the moment and about like breathing, because you know, when you're meditating, you're doing a moment, the first thing is just focus on your breath, right? It's like mm -hmm. inhaling and exhaling. And then suddenly I thought about the idea of, okay, what if I, with a made watch about help you know that actually actually helped you breathe. So then the idea became well, I can actually take a watch, remove the hour and minute hand, and just keep the, the second hand. And then instead of the numbers, you would have inhale and exhale. <laughs> so you would, you know, the whole thing became then okay, it's about it's actually something practical because in many, you know, many moments throughout the day you have that moment when you're so aggravated or nervous or angry 
because you're fighting with your spouse or because you've gotten into uh, an argument with somebody in the traffic or you've gotten really annoying email. Yeah. Uh, so then the first thing you can do is actually, you know, look at the watch and then breathe, inhale and exhale for a minute. So I thought that was actually a great idea, actually much better than the now watch, which is basically a gimmick. But now <laughs> this one actually has a, a real purpose. And I would actually, this is the one watch I'll be wearing. You know, this, I, I want this. So then I uh, had to find, okay, how can I make this into a real product? Um, and the finding uh, uh, a colleague at work who has done watches um, and, you know, we agree that we're going to do 50-50. He's going to be the producer. I'm going to be the designers. And we're in the process of making this watch into a product. And it's been, you know, several months. So that's sort of the midterm projects. But it's a different way of uh, coming up with an idea because it's not like a current event, but it's about um, observing my reality, my life, and trying to solve a problem, you know, which I think is uh, the birth of, many great ideas, you know, when you come up with all kinds of different inventions and objects for home that you, know, you, you see if there's a need for this thing and nobody has made it. So I'm gonna be the first one to do it. Interesting. So you're, you, it's like, it's like a, a progression in your work, right? For things to come off the page and into objects. It's interesting. That's uh, exactly. Uh, but that's just one kind of, um, another kind of project, which is, you know, uh, identifying a problem and trying to solve a problem, mm. either through a product or through a poster or through uh, app, whatever that is, a game, um, and just making it. Um, for me, you know, I've, I've been giving, many talks about on this theme uh, transformative power personal projects because I have benefited so much uh, doing my projects uh, which transform my life tremendously so I feel like uh, uh, I should share my story and and hopefully people will feel encouraged to focus on working on their own projects and I believe anyone can do it. Uh, doesn't matter if you're, if you had a training in creative field, if you're a designer or writer, you know, anyone who is curious is creative. Yeah. And has potential to make things, anybody, you know, especially nowadays with technology and social media and Kickstarter and eBay. I mean, the only thing that's stopping you from making this is, is you. Um, so I feel time is really uh, the best time to be creative. But, you know, one thing that I really focus, I always end my talk with this one thought, which is uh, ideas are nothing, doing is everything. Yes. Because I think it's really easy, sometimes fun, to come up with an idea. Anybody has a great idea. Oh my God, like, I wish, there was this thing, oh, you know, it'd be, wouldn't it be a great idea to make a, a movie about this or make an app about that thing or, do, you know, creating this kind of objects. Anyone can come, up with, can come up with an idea. 
to actually turn that energy into action to actually start and finish that is a hard part um and that's why i really focus on myself and 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 when i talk about this uh, hopefully to others that really ideas are nothing you just you gotta do it you gotta make it happen yeah i'm curious actually in your in your experience what what has been the most difficult part of taking an idea and creating it and making it into something i mean whether it's an app or whatever it is i mean what part of the process do you think is the most difficult after you've come up with the idea well <clears throat> there are many difficult things and i think each project has its own um, challenge and its own difficulty so i think i can you know, let's let's divide this project into two categories. One is one thing, one project that I'm doing by myself, like you know the three D alphabet or the bubble project where I put stickers in the shape of speech bubble on top of uh, uh, advertisement or the wordless image. Mm -hmm. These are projects that I am doing on my own, mm -hmm. on my free time. In these projects, um, I think the most difficult thing is. Starting and starting is the most difficult thing because um, I, I would have a thought and then maybe I'll just lose a thought or I'll get excited about it, but then like I get distracted because I'm too busy. Right. Uh, I am, you know, lazy. Hmm. Uh, and then I start questioning. Yeah, no, do you have like a sticky factor? Like if you keep thinking about something for like five days, then you have to do it. Is there like some a sticky factor, you know? My sticky factor is just doing it as soon as possible. Okay. Because the more time I wait, you know, it's the less enthusiasm I'll have. I think there is something about the initial intuition, the aha moment. Yeah. And then more time it passes, and then you're like, you have the voice in your mind that that start questioning, just saying, is that really a good idea? Is that is it worth putting my effort? Like, ah, forget it. I'm just gonna watch some Netflix video. <laughs> so I think that's, uh, that's what happens most often to me and I think to others. So my focus is just, I'm gonna just start doing it right away. So that's, those are the things that I, the project that I'm working on by myself. And then there's uh, other projects that are working with other people, which I think of, you know, has a whole different set of challenges. In a way it's harder to work with other people because then you have to collaborate, you have to negotiate, you have to listen and um, really acknowledge and also meet their needs and sometimes disagree. And there's a lot of things that come in place. So the bigger the group, more challenging it is. That's why I really admire filmmakers because you know, it involves hundreds of people sometimes. Yes. Uh, so I think the hardest thing when I'm working with uh, on a project that involves other people is the momentum. Mm. Because it's easy to bring people together. Like you have this excitement. It's like, okay, like guys, like I have this idea. We can do this thing together and everybody's excited. Come for the first meeting, like everybody, blah, 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 everybody chatting. It's okay, I'm gonna do this, the next step, agenda, blah, blah, blah. And then because it's a, uh, uh, self 
initiate an idea and often it's not the money is not immediately available or involved right mm -hmm. the payoff is like a long-term thing then people start getting distracted and people start working on other things and other priorities and they go on vacations and there's emergency at work and then the, the meeting gets postponed and then the moment you start losing the momentum it's kind of the end of the project mm. so i think the momentum i think is very important so when i'm working with other people i really try to emphasize that momentum part if i feel like my partner hasn't responded in a week then i like i have to make a, a great effort to message your emails hey like what happened to that uh, drawing for the watch that we're supposed to receive from the, the manufacturer. Like, have you checked? Right. So I'm constantly checking so that we are not losing momentum. Because if you lose the momentum, if they lose the momentum, I lose the momentum, that's the end of the project. Yeah, yeah. So uh, do you find, I mean, it's important to maybe have that conversation and say, you know, let's try to check each other if at any point we feel that there's a moment where we're laughing, one person's lapsing out and, you know, do you ever have that conversation of like, hey, let's do a huddle when we feel like that's happening, get together and kind of pull each other up? We always do that in the beginning. I always do that. Hey guys, like, you know, let's really push each other, you know, let's make sure that, uh, you know, like, don't get offended if I, push your heart and say, oh yeah, please do that. I love that, I'm gonna do the same. We always do that in the beginning, but then even then, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, people and myself included ended up uh, just drifting away. So it's mm -hmm. that I constantly remind myself, okay, like he hasn't responded to my email or message in a week uh, and I have to get back to him as soon as possible. Yeah. Yes, I understand. I mean, it's uh, it's difficult, and I, I would agree with that. It is, yeah, momentum, um, passion for it, um, for sure. Um, curious, just you know, at this point in time, you know, at the moment, at the stage that we're in, and and where you are, you know, in your career, which has been illustrious and fantastic. I mean, you've done so many incredible things. In terms of the future, you know, what what what's what how important because I I mean I know I could feel I know I feel like the answer is I know where you're gonna go with this but creativity in the future talk to us about that in terms of how we can make a change in this world I mean you're already doing that with your work but mm -hmm. I mean I just see it as such a a way to really affect change in in a way that is uh, monumental you know yeah well I think we'll need creativity more than ever in the future. Yes. Uh, because the problem that you know we're trying to solve are uh, so humongous, and it can really wipe out everyone as a civilization. In the, you know, we're talking about the next 20, 30 years. If you're lucky, 50, 60 years. Um, so we'll need more creativity than ever because we cannot really rely on the government uh, to do the work for us because obviously <laughs> that's not happening. So we'll need creativity more than ever, but I think it's a great time uh, to be creative as I was saying earlier, because of 
you know, technology for good and bad, it really uh, levels the playing field for everyone, right? So it doesn't matter how young, how poor, how rich, how influential or not you are. Mm. As long as you have access to internet and a phone, you can start a revolution. You can come up with an, with, with the, with an idea that can change the world or you can become famous, whatever your purpose is, you know. Um, Greta Thunberg, yes. uh, she started you know, holding a sign in a public square. That's how she started. She was, she was just a high school student. Right. So I think that's, that's really for me the, the hope and uh, where I find the, uh, the positive aspect of creativity because uh, you know, the young people um, who are going to be the future, who are going to have to work hard by, you know, because they inherited this crap from older generations, you know, they are uh, the ones who will use their creativity and technology to change the world. And it's going to, it's going to be, uh, that's going to determine the future of humanity the next hundred years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Gee, thank you so much. I mean, this is, this has been an incredible conversation. I'm so, so honored. It's always nice talking to you, Andrea. Thank you so much.